Welcome back to The Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about upward feedback. Sergey openly admired his boss, Alicia, so he really grabbed my attention the day he asked how he could give her some overdue feedback. He said, A lot of the time, Alicia will use our staff meetings to think out loud. She'll offhandedly mention, Oh, we should do some research about that product, or, Oh, we should get that department involved in this initiative. And we're never sure if she's just talking or if she's actually assigning work. Later on, she might ask what happened with that project. If we didn't take action on it, she wonders why we didn't. And that can get awkward. What do we say? We didn't know you were serious? But other times, to avoid that, one of us will put in some hours on whatever it is, you know, just in case. Sometimes it never comes up again, but other times, when she does ask about it, we find out that two or more of us had been working on it, but we didn't know, because it was all so casual. Either way, it creates a lot of confusion and wasted time. It sounded to me like there might be some feedback in there for Alicia, but I wasn't sure. Maybe the group could manage the whole thing themselves. After we talked a while, we decided there definitely were some things the group could do on its own. For instance, they could check with each other. They could even ask Alicia for clarification. And there might be a legitimate issue Sergey could raise with Alicia. So I asked Sergey what feedback he wanted to give Alicia. He said, I want her to be clear about whether she's just throwing ideas up into the sky or if she expects us to take action. That identified the what, as in what he wanted to tell Alicia. Now, I wanted to talk about how, as in how he was going to have this conversation with her. Giving upward feedback can be a comfortable conversation that flows easily between two trusted colleagues, but it can also be a delicate conversation between two professionals where the power differential can lead to problems. If talking with your boss is that first free and easy style, well, great, lucky you. If, on the other hand, you fall into that second delicate style, then it'd be wise to approach the upward feedback conversation with thought and planning. I told Sergey that in order to do that, he needed to do one all-important thing. Reframe his feedback as a learning conversation. A learning conversation is one you approach with inquiry. You're not the teller. Sergey wanted to tell Alicia to be clearer about her intentions. Telling is not a great way to give upward feedback. A learning conversation, which is a great way to give upward feedback, needs three behaviors at a minimum. They are, number one, identify an issue. Don't judge behavior. Two, assume shared responsibility. Three, ask a genuine question. Here's how each of those break down. Number one, identify an issue. Don't judge behavior. I'd asked Sergey what feedback he wanted to give Alicia. He said that he wanted her to tell the team whether she was throwing ideas in the sky or if she wanted them to take action. In other words, he wanted to tell her 
to change her behavior. I think we ask people to change when we've experienced a behavior repeatedly and we've judged it lacking in some way. Now, of course, if you're the boss, you're responsible for the person's performance and for their behavior. You're paid to ask people to change their behaviors. That's fine. But if you're not the boss, asking your boss to change behavior for whatever reason is likely to be uncomfortable because it sounds as though you've judged the boss's behavior and you found it wanting. So I asked Sergey, stop thinking about Alicia's behavior and instead think about the situation at a much higher level. What was the real issue that had him upset? And here's what he said. For me, the issue is all this confusion. It costs time and resources. But if I say that to Alicia, isn't it still going to sound like I'm judging her behavior? I mean, it's her behavior that's causing the confusion. I actually thought the issue of the team's confusion could serve as a strong foundation for a learning conversation. Sergei's question, would that sound like a judgment of Alicia's behavior, led us directly to the second of the three elements, assume shared responsibility. Sergei said the real issue was the group's and his own confusion. Well, since it's his confusion, he has to own some part in it. Even though Alicia may be contributing, it's his experience. He can't pretend that Alicia has total control over what he's experiencing. That's not realistic. So I asked, what could he be responsible for? And he said that when he or anyone is confused, they could talk with each other and they could ask her for clarification. He could be responsible for those actions. And he admitted that that might clear a lot of things up right away. I agreed. It might. And, I said, and there might be some things Alicia can do differently, too. Getting to the and is important, I said. That way, you come to the table owning part of the issue. You're not laying it all on Alicia. That's important if you're going to have a learning conversation. Okay, Sergey said thoughtfully. I'm offering to do some things differently. Okay, I get that. But once I take responsibility for those things, aren't I just going to ask her to make the same changes anyway? Aren't we back where we started? Not if you do number three, I said. Ask a genuine question. Now, before I define what I mean by a genuine question, I'd like to take a minute to speak to you personally for a minute. Recently in America, we celebrated our National Day of Giving Thanks. Among the many things that I'm grateful for this year, one is you, the listeners of this podcast. This year, I've been in direct contact with more of you than ever before, and it's been a real pleasure. I've been very touched by your expressions of thanks. One gentleman from the United Kingdom wrote that he was feeling slightly guilty getting all this development advice for free. I assured him there was no need for guilt. These podcasts are truly my pleasure. But I did ask him for a small favor, and I'd like to ask it of you, too. If you're a longtime listener, you know that I make this appeal once a year at this time. And here it is. If the podcast adds value to you, please go into the iTunes store and post a positive review on the podcast page. It only takes a minute, and it's free. 
I'm proud to say that The Look and Sound of Leadership is on its way to becoming one of the highest-ranked podcasts in the business section of the iTunes Store. But it's not because of me. It's because of listeners like you who've taken a moment to post their thoughts. Positive reviews and high rankings help keep the podcast up high in the search results so new listeners can discover it. To post a review, just go to the podcast page in the iTunes Store, scroll down until you see the headline that says Customer Reviews, and you'll see a little button that says Write a Review. Click there and put in your thoughts. If you take the time to post a review, please let me know and tell me your Apple username. As a small acknowledgement of your support, I'll send you a wonderful PDF about trust and self-orientation. And, of course, I'll send my personal thanks. Okay, now back to the podcast. I was about to talk about that third element in a learning conversation. Ask a genuine question. So what's a genuine question? A genuine question reflects something you want to know that you don't know already. I asked Sergey to think about his initial question, the one that asked her to change her behavior. It sounded like this. Alicia, when you want us to take action on an idea, could you tell us clearly? Now, is that a learning question? Is that something he doesn't already know? Will it create a learning conversation? I think the answer to all three of those questions is no. His question, could you tell us clearly, is a close-ended question. It asks for a yes or no answer. Learning conversations can't be framed around a closed-ended question. I asked Sergei if he could think of a genuine question he had, an open-ended question, that he didn't know the answer to but would like to hear Alicia talk about. After we tried many different ideas, he said, well, here's a question I'd like to know the answer to. What would she like us to do when she tosses out one of those ideas? That is a great learning question. Not only is it open-ended, it's forward-looking. It doesn't judge her past behavior, and he doesn't know the answer. Plus, it actually makes the assumption that Alicia won't change her behavior. It assumes there will be a next time when Sergey or someone in the group is confused. That's a great assumption. It doesn't ask for any change at all. Not only is this a genuine question, that's the third element for a learning conversation, right? It also satisfies elements one and two. It identifies an issue without judging behavior, and it assumes shared responsibility. What do you want us to do? With that one question, he and Alicia could have a learning conversation about what she thought the group could do when she's thinking out loud. And it might, it just might, increase Alicia's own awareness of her contribution to the situation. Who knows, she might decide to do something differently in the future. That would be a great learning conversation for both of them. Creating a learning conversation requires you to approach the conversation as a learner with curiosity rather than judgment. You can't approach it to prove your position or to point out what's gone wrong. So the whole idea that I started with, the idea of giving upward feedback, has actually been a bit of a red herring, hasn't it? Although this podcast is called Upward Feedback, the suggestions here aren't really about giving feedback in any traditional sense. Rather, 
The suggestions are that you, number one, identify an issue without judging behavior, two, take responsibility for your part in the issue, and three, ask a genuine question as a learner. Now look, I'm the first to admit, this can be tough to do. By the time most of us consider having these conversations, we're already pretty frustrated. We have strong opinions about what's happening and why. As I like to say, we've loaded our gun and we feel some urgency to discharge the round we put in the chamber. It takes self-awareness and self-management to put the gun down still fully loaded and have a learning conversation instead of firing our round. Resisting the urge to shoot and engaging in that learning conversation instead is a real test of the look and sound of leadership. Before I finish, for those of you who have direct reports, I'd like to mention a podcast that I posted one year ago called Performance Reviews. If this is your performance review cycle, that podcast might be helpful to you. In this podcast, I've touched on many topics that relate to ones that I've posted previously. Here are just a few other podcasts you might listen to to support these ideas. One, Questions as Leadership. It explores the power of open and closed-ended questions. Two, Facilitating Open Dialogue. That has some specific behaviors to help encourage conversations. Three, Leadership and Listening. It details two behaviors that can change your normal conversations. And four, a difficult conversation. It explores how to approach difficult and even explosive topics. Each of those four podcasts, and all our others, can be found on the Essential Communications website, EssentialCom.com. That's EssentialCom with two M's dot com. From our homepage, click the navigation button marked Coaching Tips. It takes you to a free archive of over 100 podcasts. When you're there, you can search the archive by categories that interest you, and one of those categories is feedback. There are more than a dozen tips in that category to help you develop this crucial skill. From the website, you can also download every tip as a PDF to save for yourself or to forward to others. Our podcasts are also available through iTunes. Just search for the look and sound of leadership. Until next time, I'm Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening.